After the release of Santa Monica Studios 2018 God of War, PlayStation fans have been eagerly waiting for its sequel, which was teased with a post-credits scene featuring Thor, the God of Thunder. Finally, on November 9th of this year, God of War Ragnarok was released to the delight of fans across the world. Players get to jump back into the proverbial sandals of the titular God of War to leap, solve puzzles, and more importantly, bash any adverse adversary in his way. Does God of War Ragnarok live up to its uh, 2018 release? And more importantly, the franchise's long and highly regarded history? Let's find out on this week's uh, spoiler-free. Spoiler-free because the game just came out last week. Version of Geeks with Kids. I'm Eric and joining me this week is Hawk, Brent, and Marcus. So... Yes, that looks amazing. That's you. from the collector. Wow! Edition. I will print I almost, that. I almost, I almost bought one off of. Uh, I found one on eBay for like three twenty five, and I was like so tempted. Oh. But it, it was three twenty five without the game, and I was like, oh. anyway, I would have done it. I, that, this is the this is the yeah, coolest prop I've ever it, received in something it, like this. If I wasn't if I wasn't trying to build my new PC right now, I would have. That's one hundred percent would have. Totally fair. Fair enough. Um, I can't wait I for like, the. It's for... me older or a motherboard. So fair. <laughs> anyway, before we start, um, I want to thank uh, Sony for sending us a review copy so that we can play the game a little bit early. Um, but that being said, thank we're gonna Sony. we're gonna we're gonna do this roundtable fashion. We're gonna start with Marcus Brent, then Hawk, and then me, and let's start with the history of the franchise. So. Nintendo has Mario, Sega has Sonic, Xbox has Master Chief, but PlayStation really has a number of mascots from Sackboy to Sweet Tooth to, you know, even the newer Nathan Drake. Arguably, the most popular of the bunch is Kratos, the God of War. God of War is an action-adventure franchise that was created by David Jaffe at Sony Santa Monica Studios. The first game was released on the PlayStation 2 back in 2005, and the game has like had subsequent releases on every single system including the playstation portable and the ps vita also there was a facebook text messenger game i don't know if any of you guys played that um it was a prelude to 2018's god of war it was all right i feel like i did actually I feel like I, I, it was a trace's first adventure that. i remember it for some odd reason, I remember it very well. So, how uh, familiar are you guys with the God of War franchise? Like, were you a fan from the get go, or did you like come into it later? Let's start with who did I say first, Marcus? Uh, yes, um, I have. I mean, I was a fan from the get go, um, especially because I, growing up, I always had a huge love and a huge like uh, interest in mythology, specifically Greek mythology, especially. Um, so, like that was always a big thing. Uh, so any kind of mythos kind of thing where it came to gods and, and like, you know, beings of otherworldly kind of things, uh, demigods, it was something that always grabbed my attention. So I played the first God of War immediately because I just thought this is going to be really cool. And it was, it was like, looking back at it now when I, I've seen gameplay of the original and stuff like that, I think I still have like, I still have it. <laughs> um like it's it's kind of ridiculous to see how far we've come but i still love the original game like i could still feel like the the power within those like slices and blades and stuff and i've played pretty much ev i think i've played every iteration of the game um yeah i'm pretty sure i've played everything and i loved all of them i don't think i've completed all of them i don't think i ever finished like ascension i think i got pretty close to beating it and i never actually finished it ascension's the one that I've had the most frustrating moments in the God of War franchise it was because it, it it felt like it wasn't complete. It felt a little bit rushed. It felt a little bit like 
yeah, we're we're doing this because you y'all want another God of War game somewhere, so we're gonna throw you this one. Eh. It was good, but it wasn't great. Fair enough, fair enough. Brent. Um so I my first experience with the original God of War was kind of a weird one where it was someone that I worked with was playing it. And they would come in to work every single day and basically like fill me in on what they had done last night and then tell me about a puzzle that they're stuck on and then explain to me what was going on in it and ask me if I had any kind of like ideas on how to get through it. And this would happen every day that we worked together for a couple weeks. So then finally I was like, I'm just going to go out and get this game because like I feel like I, I've already played it, so I might as well try it. Fell in love with it immediately. Um when the second one came out, I I got it. I don't think I ever beat it. So I wasn't really like huge on the series. It wasn't until I got my very first PS4 and I bought the bundle with uh, the Nathan Drake collection. And then after I bought it, I got an email from Amazon going, oh, we're going to give you a code for a free game to go with it. And it was the God of War 3 remaster. Yeah. And I played that. And then I played it again, and then I played it again, and then I played it again, and I, oh, I love God of War three so much that that's what solidified me on the series. I never have gone back and played any of the older ones because, like, I I just don't really have like super fond memories of the early ones. It's only three that ever that if, opening if you, that shot you, at the if, beginning of all of the gods standing on the edge of Olympus mm -hmm. as like the Titans are coming up mm -hmm. and knowing I'm going to kill every single one of you <laughs> in this game yeah. is like, Oh boy. I yeah. just, I loved it from that moment. So when, when 2018 hit and the new one came out and I saw that it was a completely change of scenery, I was like, I'm all, I'm all in on this one. A hundred percent. Me? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, muted, yeah, Eric. Yeah, you. Huh? You were muted. Hi. I kept on okay. going backwards between the mute and the unmute. <laughs> so I actually never played the original iterations for PS2 or PS3 in that. And looking back, I have no idea why not. Because I'd heard nothing but good things about them. You know? Uh, they just felt... They just... They were on my radar, but just not completely in that. But by the time 2018's uh, God of War entry for PS4 came out, I felt compelled you know, as if the choice was not my own to actually play it. And, uh, and uh, you know, because it was such a huge title. It was such a triple-A, like, you know, enterprise. Oh and God, it yeah. ended up being, like, probably my favorite game of 2018. I'm pretty sure that was I, your, when we did our best of that year. I think that's what you picked. Um, probably. I remember when you first played it and you're like... You're walking in a mountain and you can see footprints. You can see footprints as you're walking through the snow. I was like, yes, that's amazing. Um, yeah, they hard really pressed to find anyone who didn't have that as their game of the year. Like mm -hmm. 2018, yeah, that was definitely yeah. up there for me. I It probably was mine. Um, for me personally, I didn't get into God of War until God of War 3 because I didn't have a PS1. I didn't have a PS2. So when God of War 3 came out, I you know obviously got it because it looked amazing. And like Brent said, you start off the game just with epicness and it just goes up from there so as soon as i as soon as i played that i was like well they're gonna release the remaster soon i'm gonna get play the first two and i played the first two i ended up playing the vita version i never had a psp but i ended up playing the remasters of those games when they released it on ps i want to say ps4 
uh, later? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. They they were all on PS Now at one point, so yeah. it would have been PS4, yeah. I never did PS Now. I don't know why. I like streaming games. Anyway, um, when 2018 came out, obviously, uh, I'm pretty sure we reviewed it on the show. I think, Marcus, yeah. you may have actually jumped on for that episode. Or maybe I was just talking to you because I know you were really excited for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was amazing. And I ended up getting that one on PS4, PS5, and I also have it on PC. So that's how much I like 2018s. It is a phenomenal game. Plus, I get to play it on the go on my Steam Deck, and it runs really well. Um, so originally, the first era of God of War um, was the Greek mythology era. Players followed Spartan warrior Kratos on his quest for revenge at, against Ares. After obtaining Pandora's box, he became the god of war. We continue to follow him as he went up against the rest of the Olympian gods and even eventually the Titans themselves, which was God of War 3. Fast forward to 2018's God of War, which is set many, many, many years after God of War 3 in ancient Norway, thus, you know, Nordic mythology. We find Kratos and his son Atreus mourning the loss of his wife, Atreus's mother, um, Faye. They go forward on a quest to fulfill her final wish, which is spreading her ashes at the highest peak of the Nine Realms. Along the way, we meet creatures and the gods of North mythology. God of War Ragnarok, which is this game, follows directly after that story. Atreus, who we found out at the end of the previous game, is part giant and called Loki, and is now older and on a mission to stop Ragnarok from happening, whether Kratos likes that or not. So obviously... Like I said, this game came out last week, so we're going to keep this spoiler-free for story because um, the story beats in this game are amazing. Um, there's oh, yeah. so many new characters because we didn't get many gods last game. But this game, they're just like, you know what? Let's throw them all in. And with these new gods, you get all these amazing new characters and these new actors. So Ragnarok sees the returning Christopher Judge judge and sunny sulajek as kratos and atreus as well as danielle busetti as freya but we get these new actors and just to name a few we have richard schiff from the west wing as odin the oh, perfect many, many odin. when he walked on we will, we will so talk about God. each of these actors or at least oh. some of them the ones that stand out ryan hurst from sons of anarchy as thor yes. mina sundwall from lost in space as Thrude. Deborah Ann Wool from Daredevil as Lofi, Brett Dalton from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Freyer, and Emily Rose, which is from Haven, or you might know her from the Uncharted franchise, as Sif. What did you think of these new additions? Like, how did they round out the cast for you guys? Marcus, you get to go first. Oh, yes. Um, okay, I'm I, I'm going to start with, uh, with Ryan Hurst, because... Back when Sons of Anarchy first showed up, I remember he was the character that I identified. In, in Everybody like, loved oh, Opie. Everyone Everyone loved Opie, was Opie was God. <laughs> the definitive best character on that show. And then, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the show, sorry. but It's uh, been long it, enough now. Yeah. yeah. He, when, when he is off the show, he, he dies. It was the biggest like uproar that I remember like i got you. It, oh. you you know you know the, the uh people used to say like i'll like if the walking dead kills daryl i will stop watching like i heard people say it for for so long mm. but well, like, last night was Brandon the series Keith, finale and they didn't so yeah well, we well <laughs> um but First. the but like with sons of anarchy after opie died i really really had a hard time going back to watch it like i really 
really had a hard time getting back into that show. It really showed how he was sort of like the angel on uh, Charlie Hunnam's shoulder because he just went downhill from that point on. Absolutely. And that's also like, I mean, I'm not sure if they actually planned it that way, but it did kind of work for the overall arcing and eventually the ultimate outcome of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But now going into that, knowing that he was cast as Thor, I was so excited for it. And then I know there was a lot of people, you know, criticizing the uh, fat Thor, like, oh, look at this big chunky guy. But that's really, what they that's look what like. he's supposed to be. Yeah, like, yeah that's like, what the like, Norse gods were really like. If you read, yeah, like actual Norse mythology describes him as like a massive man. And when they think massive man, they're not going to think a giant muscular, bulky kind of dude. Like massive mm. meant big like a wall of a man yeah. and that's exactly what they've made him and he oh he's just so good and his voice his voice is just magical in this oh i can't say enough about it i can love it I, can i read something it. about thor this is from uh neil gaiman's norse mythology which is a phenomenal book if you ah, want to i have it, it if you want to check it out also if you have the audiobook it's neil gaiman reading this to you which is just delightful This is what he said about Thor. Huge he is, and red-bearded, and strong. By far the strongest of all the gods. His might is increased by his belt of strength. Uh, Mjolnir, when he wears it, his strength is doubled. Oh, no, wait, that's uh, Meganjord. Anyway, um, he's straightforward, where his father Odin is cunning, good-natured, where his father is devious. You know, this is a phenomenal book. If you don't know anything about North mythology, he does a really good job at simplifying yeah, the stories about Loki are the funniest fucking things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just so unbelievably good. Yeah. And there's some nice tie-ins to this game and actual Loki lore, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Other that, actors? Uh, and all the, like, honestly, the actors are fantastic. I absolutely love... Um, what's her name? De- Danielle... Uh, uh, Deborah Ann Freya, Will. right? No, no, that, oh, the one who plays Danielle... Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love her. I think she's amazing. And this iteration especially feels really good. I really enjoy it. I think they've done a really good job with casting in these in these games. It, they, the voice acting, it feels great. And I love that they actually take from the actors and put them into the game. Yeah. It feels really authentic. It feels really, like, again, going back to Thor, when, like, I, you know, I saw the original concept art. I'm like, oh, he's just a big, chunky thing. But then when he's actually doing his thing in the game, I'm like, oh, my God, it does look like Ryan Hurst. Like he, yep. like he doesn't look exactly like him, but there's enough there that I'm like, yes, I see it. Mm. So it's really, really cool. Agree. Good choices. Brent. Um, so I guess I think we, as we discussed before we started recording, I'm kind of the, the, the baby of the group here for how much time I've put into the game. So I can't really comment too much on any of the actors because the only two that I've of the list or I've the only three of the list that I've encountered so far are Freya Thor and Odin. So I got to throw a lot of love for the uh, the casting of Richard Schiff as Odin. Because he is just one of those like underrated guys who deserves so much more recognition than he gets. He is just uh, like the kind of actor who gives it everything he has in every role he has. And unfortunately, everyone just remembers him probably as ah, the guy who got bit in half by two T-Rexes in Lost World. It's like, no, he's so much I more totally than that. I totally forgot he was in that movie. Oh my god, yeah, I totally forgot that it happened. <laughs> that's that's, that's the movie. power of Richard Schiff in that. Yeah. It, it, I'll give you another movie he was in. He was in Seven for a brief yep. moment. Yep. What? The lawyer. Who? The lawyer. Mm-hmm. The lawyer for uh, John Doe at the uh, you know, no. he's in the office. Wow. Brad Pitt he's, uh, standing he's there yelling of- at him. 
He's one of those chameleon actors who just pops up in everything and you never remember. You remember the performance, but you never remember that it was him because he's just fits into everything so perfectly. So seeing him taking on this role is just like when he walked in, because I saw his name in the credits at the opening and I was like, oh, who the hell is he playing? This is going to, uh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Seeing him walk in as Odin, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in now on this story. For sure. For sure. Um, what about you, Hawk? What do you think of the cast? How well do uh, you do? Cast gr- is great. Like I said, not enough can be said about Ryan Hurst's performance. Not you know, like he he was coming off of like you know doing that uh, that stint on Walking Dead as Beta, you know, yeah, which was actually a really great performance. And that he yeah. kept his voice really low, creepy, and that I love that his, how expressive the range of his uh, vocal work is in this, you know, because yeah. like when you fr- first meet him, he's very low talking, mumbly, groom, but when they get into the actual action and fight scenes and that, that roar of his as he's screaming in Kratos' face, oof. that f- when he gets into that I, fight and, and mm-hmm. Odin's like, don't take long. I was like, yeah, oh, finally, like. <laughs> Boom. I not to not to not to like keep going on Ryan Hurst here, but like I just I want a mind trip for each of you guys. Now that we've seen him, you've seen him like in this, you've seen him as Opie, and you've seen him as Beta and Walking Dead. Go back and remember that he was the lead in Remember the Titans. Yes, I remember. That was him. So young. That, so... That's exactly. You look at him in that movie, and you're He's like, "How did you become this guy?" He's the one who He's got in the so car little. crash. That's him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. He, oh. he he put on a lot of weight, grew a beard, and became epic as all fuck. Oh, yeah. damn. Damn, that's amazing. <laughs> he was uh, also in The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks as, like, the yes. idiot guy. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, he <laughs> was. Was, that was one of his best roles. He was amazing that's a good in that one. movie. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. I love that movie. A- anything else about the cast? Uh, yeah, Richard Schiff. Um, like... When it was announced that Richard Schiff was going to be in this and playing Odin and that, I didn't see it. I know, but as soon as he walked in through the door, I kind of got it. And that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, you know, our rep, our ideals about gods and what they're supposed to look like, you know, in any sort of visual medium is kind of been slightly affected and maybe marvelized a little bit. As you said, you know, people were complaining about Fat Thor and that showing <laughs> up in this game, even though that's exactly what it's supposed to look like. This is what Odin is supposed to look like. Not mm-hmm. a huge giant of a man or muscular or whatever in that, but the crafty, wise, you know, manipulative and oh. ultimately the guy oh, who's three, so well. three steps ahead that's... of you on the board. Yeah, that's the kind of character that like when you look at Richard Schiff, that's just physically that's what he oozes is like yeah. sneaky. Like, <laughs> well, he's always been so Oh, sorry, Hawk. Did I did you did I cut you off from anyone else? No, go on. Okay, so Richard, very Schiff, Richard Shifty. When like when you watch him on the on the West Wing, he's always that one that's always calculating what's happening next, and that's what he brings to Odin so much. There's so much underlying, like underneath what he's saying. Like you can hear him talk, but there's like a million things that are that you know he's conveying in that moment, and it's it's brilliant. When he gets later, like when you get later in the game, and he be- he becomes more manipulative without seeming man- manipulative. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like he has some of the best acting I've ever seen. There's a reason why this man can jump from DC to Marvel and no one cares because he's that good. Um uh I I can't say anything better about the returning through right. Christopher Judd Judge as Kratos is yeah. perfect. He is the perfect god of war. Sonny Suljek as Atreus, like it's amazing that they brought him up 
in like from the boy he was uh in 2018 to now and he's matured so much and it feels like that in the game and it's 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 amazing as well freya danielle basuti her her coming in those three characters coming in right at the beginning of the game was perfect because really they're the center of this story i feel um ryan hurst man can i add anything that you guys haven't said he's he's perfect as thor he's just he's perfect um I'm good with just gushing more about Ryan he, Hurst. Like we could just keep doing that. Like that's there's later. Like I said, you you meet um, Sif, who's his wife, and um, Thrud, which is his daughter. Like that's all known through mythology. Um, yeah. But his family dynamic with those two is amazing. So like, bad props to Emily Rose, um, who played um, what's her name from Uncharted, the main love interest. I can't remember. Uh, Elena, Elena. Elena. Uh, Elena, yes. Yeah, yeah, from Uncharted. Um, and then Mina Sundwell from Lost in Space. I think she was Penny on Lost in Space. She does an amazing job as Throod. Um Deborah Ann Wool from Daredevil as Lalfi, as as the mom, as uh, Kratos' wife, is is beautiful. It's yeah. it's 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 so I'm glad she's I'm I'm glad that character has more in this like mm-hmm. this game. Yeah, that's really nice to see. <laughs> Especially when they name dropped her god or her giant character last game, and you're like, "Well, mm-hmm. that's an important giant. There yeah. should probably be, some, be something beyond that." And she does. She adds a lot to this game, and and I think there's still more. Like, I'm. Did we say how many hours we've been in in this game yet for the people? In the... Uh, not not recording. No. So me and Hawker around forty ish hours, and I feel like there's still more, a lot more to go. Uh, Marcus, you said you're around thirteen. There, uh, just just under fourteen hours. Yeah, and yeah. Brent, you said you're I'm, around nine I'm or ten. Just around, just around nine and a half. Okay, yeah. So the story, like it, it, it feels very authentic. And this is the next section we're going to talk about the authenticity of the North mythology. I feel like without directly stealing from mythology, they've definitely made it their own. But also, they've made it sort of you know authentic to the north mythology like it's an interpretation like star wars says it's like from from a different point of view this is this is what yeah. this game is what do you guys think of it um marcus brent then it's 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 kind of interesting because like yeah like i i was a big follower of mythology to begin with norse mythology was not the highest on my priority when i first kind of got into the mythology world it was all about greek mythology and uh, roman mythology and stuff um, but then Norse mythology came out to me around the time that I discovered this, the show Vikings or a little bit before that. And like, I just was like, wow, this is so much cooler too than I realized. And, uh, so n- reading up on a lot of it and then going to this game, the first game, uh, like I was already impressed by that. They were, they had so many nods to real mythological concepts, which is really cool. Um, and, and just enough that they also made it their own just enough to be like okay it's also a video game and it's also an action game and it's also all this kind of stuff this time around i feel like they're they're doing it even better like they have more of the interlocking real mythology stories um but with even a better spin on their creative drive to the whole thing and i just i really i'm i'm loving what i'm seeing this time around Brent. 
Um, like one of the things that I originally thought was a knock against the first game, I'm now realizing is very much a, a, a bonus for the first game, which was someone like me who, like my experience with North mythology is uh, a, a class I took in college and everything Marvel's taught me thus far in the <laughs> Thor movies. Like I, I very little, like, so when we're going into the first game, I'm expecting going in, I'm expecting Thor, I'm expecting Sif, I'm expecting, you know, like uh, Odin and all of these characters that you see in all the other movies. And for them to not put any of them in the first game, but instead to like introduce you to the the lesser known characters, the lesser known people in this mythology and more start developing the story to pull you into that mythology and pull you into that story and then reward you in the second game now with, okay, now here, now we can start developing and bringing in the characters that you know, because now you're invested in the story. And now you have more knowledge of it. And I love that approach that they took rather than just taking the easy way out and going like, here's a Thor fight. Here's an Odin fight. Here's a this fight. Here's a this fight in the first game. Okay, good. They, they, they crafted a beautiful story that really invested everyone in the mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, my knowledge is pretty much uh, kind of on the same level as Brent and that without the university course or that to go along with it. So, um, you know, I recognize a lot of the character names, um, you know, obviously like Odin and Thor and everything on that. Um, it was surprised to see Heimdall shows up a little later in the game. I, you know, no spoilers or anything. I've heard him. I've heard him mentioned thus far. He's been mentioned that I'm going to encounter him. He at was. Some point, he was also so. um, in one of the trailers. Like they, they actually talk about him yeah. and the actor. They did a profile on him. Yeah, spoilers. He's a bit of a dick. I uh, think. Yeah, they kind of mentioned that in the game. <laughs> Most already, of the gods too. are generally in Norse mythology, right? Yeah. But what I really enjoy about the game and that is that not only is it kind of taking you through this like a history of North mythology as you proceed through it and that exploring in the the you know all the the different realms and finding artifacts and lore which add more and more pieces to it and that there's also this thing where it's like your preconceptions about that history get uh, pretty much broken down especially with the aid of Mimir and like yeah. how much he contributes to each of them <laughs> and that I didn't even mention Mimir as an actor he's phenomenal. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. Yeah, no, I I I agree. And Brock and Sindri too. Oh yeah, exactly. All the even the secondary characters are amazing. This cast incredible. Um, the the mythology is so well done in this game, and the 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 way that they don't just inundate you with all of these names and 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 you know processes and all of that. It's it's them slowly introducing you to the to the mythology while learning about it without a way that is just like oh this is school in video game form which is sort of what uh assassin's creed valhalla was um at times um unfortunately um i i i i'm i was a fan of the mythology beforehand um my buddy Stu is a big norse mythology fan so i know we've been talking about it for since i've known him like 2006 um this book again neil gaiman's uh Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. Wonderful read, and it's very informative. No, wanna, it's also a quick read, which is good. Um, it looks thick. It's yeah, it's not that bad. It's it's, it's not a. It's not, I think it's, it's three words a page. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's only three hundred three three hundred. It's, it's, it's for pages. the elderly type. Elderly like me. Um, it's the elderly font. Yeah, but you know what? We can talk about the mythology and the cast and all, but we really want to let's get into the gameplay. So much like the previous games, the world of God of War Ragnarok. Is broken into various realms of the world tree 
Idrisol. Uh, each realm has its own unique ecosystem, and more so to that, the realms that we encountered in 2018's God of War might not look the same as the last time we encountered it, because, you know, Kratos went around and did some stuff in that game. So within these realms, there are these giant maps, these giant maps that are meant to entice the players to come back and explore once they unlocked new weapons and skills. So um, what do you guys think of the world design, the realms having this upgraded look like because of the the snow and all of that? Um, what do you guys think of this, um, Marcus? Uh, the, uh, the, the world design the and the levels. Of, yeah. The, yeah. The, the results of Fibble winter or whatever yeah, um, winter, yeah. are, are the thing. And I, I, I really like it because I was really worried that, you know, because we're talking about the nine realms, like we didn't get to go to all of the realms in the first game. Uh, so, you know, I'm like, okay, well, that's what we're going to do in the second game. But the fact that we get all, we can still get to the, all these realms, but they're different because of the consequences of the first game. I love that because now they, they feel like a completely different place, a new place. But now you can also kind of have a little bit more fun with them. You can have that treacherous, like everything's broken and everything's gone, or the world is like reclaiming it, or, you know, the people have taken over and done this and stuff. It's really kind of cool. Um, there's something I, amazing when you get to an area that you went to in the first game and you're just like wait a minute that i remember this this just looks way snowier or different I, or so yeah down. so cool like i mean you know you, you're gonna see the giant snake again and that moment was really cool for me i was just like oh i remember the that that feeling in the first game uh but seeing the difference in the like the the circumstances of and everything are really cool i i just love what again i love what they're doing with it really do agreed agreed um brent um like i haven't been to too many of them yet in the game i've only been to three i've been to the svartelheim niflheim and alfheim i'm in right now Mm. um but i'm loving just the vast changes in like how each of them looks like each of them feels like a a unique world rather than just kind of a copy and paste but with like different color schemes like a lot of games trying to pull off these days like going into the first area and you feel like you're in this like almost like a uh, like a a beach area you go into the next one and it's just all snow capped and it's like oh and i remember like this location from the first game and i'm going to this area and i'm like oh shit i'm going to the valkyrie thing like i hated that the first game (laughs) um i don't want to go back there and now i'm like just coming in through alfheim and and like how it's they've created this like technological wonder um and same with like the dwarf in mines like how everything is just such like a technological wonder and then all of a sudden i come out of alfheim and i'm in this like gloriously lush beautiful garden area and everything is just so visually captivating like yeah. i can't wait to see what it what like what is coming ahead so. yeah yeah it, it, yeah uh, hawk will probably go off of that uh i i'm loving like the the different environments and that and i'm loving what they've done with it you know obviously the the effects of fimble winter have reached all across to the nine realms and that so even areas that you've been to i've definitely changed midgar especially in that um and one of the things i'm loving is the the way they really impart temperature you know of each place you know in this game and that because midgar feels cold you know with like the snow and everything and that and the you know the dogs and that did you notice you can see like if you stop kratos you can see him breathing like the, yeah, the, yeah. The, like just little things like that 
just it's crazy right yeah. oh my god I'll, I'll give you another example a little later on the uh, you're going to eventually make your way to helheim not uh you know the land of the dead and it's a you know there's a spell that they put on you and that you know to keep your body temperature from dropping and that and it's cold but not in the way midgard feels cold and that it's more of like a, you know just a spiritually dead place that you're going to i don't know why it just felt a I, you could just kind of feel the temperature a lot more this right i agree with that i never thought about that well, what yeah. what i'm noticing like are you guys playing with like uh with headphones on like yeah. with a 3d audio or anything like no. that no no because i, 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 I do sometimes be. I, yeah, like I, I haven't, I, but I should be. I just exclusively play like that just because I want the 3D audio experience if it's available. Plus, I just don't want to wake anybody up in the house. Um, but I've been noticing like the soundscapes for, for the levels. Like the in Midgard, like it feels like ominously echoey with like that, like, but not like yes. empty echoey. That like a I very far wall, like that that cracking, that crackling yeah. of every step like that kind of thing, the constant cracking and like shifting far away mm-hmm. and the wind blowing far away. Like all of that is there. It's oh, awesome. And when, you're then the when jungle, you go somewhere that's, yeah. when you're in the jungle, you're like, Oh my God, it's like warm. It feels like enclosed on you because it feels humid. Like, it's just really cool. I think the audio has mm. uh, like the audio game has stepped up like the visual game has stepped up like it's all really cool their, their attention to detail this time around mm. it's pretty awesome yeah i i have to agree like every single realm feels differently like nothing feels the same and you know which realm you're at just by the mm-hmm. feel and the texture the the audio yeah. design it, it's like this game is like batting on all tens was it nines tens i don't know Tens. I'm gonna say ten because that seems like a top number. Um, sports, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's not just that each realm looks dif- different. They're all epic in their own way. Like there are times when I sit there and I'm like, why is there no photo mode in this game? Because ah, I just want to take a picture of this right now, and then I'll take <laughs> I'll take a um, screenshot. But I've set up my controller. We'll talk about accessibility later about how I can take off the HUD. Just by swiping up on my on my touchpad. Um, Ooh, yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple accessibility things. Oh, I really, I'm really excited. We'll we'll talk about that in like two or three. Um, so not only do do they have these great design, like these big maps, but you get to go back um, because you get to upgrade your your weapons. You get to get new skills. You get to upgrade skills. Um, I don't remember this being as intense as the last, like the last game was, you know, you got to do some of this, but this one, it's really important to look at your gear, look at what, what each amulet and whatnot does what, and then you can really build your character. And I, I like, it's, it's very customizable now. Uh, Marcus, did you, have you gotten a chance to do this yet or? Oh yeah. Like I, I felt like in the first game, like oh, I keep saying the first game, but like the first iteration of the uh, God of War era two, nor north, yeah, part, yeah. yeah. Um, like you, there was a lot of upgrading. There was a lot, but it always felt like I was being like shift, like like kind of funneled towards always doing a certain kind of upgrading. Like yeah. you're always going to do this. Now there was like you could either be a little bit more uh, offensive or a little bit more defensive and that kind of thing. But this time around, it feels like it's it's it feels a little bit more like what's what what do you want to like more than just 
do you want to be more of an offensive player or a defensive player? Do you want to be like, do you want to kind of gauge everything on like the stun effect? Do you want everything to be more towards fire and flame? Do you want more of the runic kind of thing? Like it, it, it's one of the underrated things in that skill settings of, of everything, but luck is huge in this game. (laughs) And so like, you know, there was a time when I never would have cared about like luck, who gives a shit about, luck or cooldown effects and that kind of stuff but as you learn to play this game more in depth you you actually start realizing oh my god there's such a benefit to having your luck higher or like the vitality up higher like all that kind of stuff but like i i never would have really cared about it but i've made a few choices that have favored in the luck franchise and holy shit the gameplay is very different and depending on how you want to play it's very impressive it's very good like I love the fact that you even have the option for this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm feeling that there's, there's a big shift in the combat in this game compared to the, compared to, again, I'll, I'll echo and say the first game. We all know what we mean when we say the first game, but I've been feeling like a big shift in the combat in that. And if, first off, it's that that was one of my biggest gripes in this game. When I first started, I hated the combat. Um, and this is coming from someone who's a Souls player who has been has spent their life playing these games and you're taught don't hold your shield up. Dodge out of the way of attacks. Dodge out of the way. Sidestep. Roll out of the way. And I am finding that that functionality in this game is they don't want you to do that at no, all. Really they want you using your shield. <laughs> I am struggling I... trying to use any sidesteps or rolls without immediately being hit by somebody else it, it is just it, it, it's destroying I, I i disagree but mostly because i've yeah. learned the mannerisms of the creatures fighting and each of them yeah. sort of learn how you move so they'll know when you sidestep and stuff so yeah. i've had to you know I'm, a lot of it is the blocking I, which i learned from souls games is the the time blocking now and that's yeah the parries yeah the parries and that's the thing is like that's the kind of thing that like when i started playing souls games i was a shield up the whole time player and then Mm -hmm. i learned as you progress through them like no 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 no, that's not the way to do it that's you gotta you gotta beat that out of your head now i have to beat it back into my head for this game um do you hold up your shield for this game because i find i die more barely no i i I hardly i forget i have a shield half the time because i keep trying to roll and dodge out of the way um (laughs) i keep forgetting i have it so i'm trying to train myself to use it more now so the combat will be a little bit better but i'm gonna gonna ask a question just based on the shield thing there are various types of shields for different types of blocking and and parrying what kind of shield are you using at the moment i'm using the i'm using for parrying because i anticipated that i was going to be trying to parry more than I was just straight up blocking as the game goes, because that's how I play in those games. Is yeah, I roll dodge and I parry. I try not to just block all the time. Yeah. That... So I need to train myself out of that phase. But now I'm realizing that, like, as I'm playing through, and as I'm unlocking all these different gears, and they all have these different like uh, attributes to them, more so than the first game did. I'm realizing how much gear plays a huge role, mm-hmm. not just in defense, but in combat in this game too. So now it's starting to make a lot more sense about why I felt the uh, the the combat was a little clunky at the beginning. It's because they're slowly building you up 
into this realm and I'm I'm starting to get that now so it's yeah. it's not bothering me as much. What I will say though is I would trade every Kratos fight in this game to play the entire damn game as Atreus. Holy hell. Okay, I, I sure love playing idea. as him in combat. Oh my Wait, god, it's so much it, fun. I I think oh. like that's the, that's something I wanted to touch on um and but, like yeah. I'm not sure, is this a good time or no, is there it, something it, it, that's going to come up? Oh. Um I was actually going to mention that in the story thing and I totally skipped over it, is that this game does something different than the previous because the brief, previous one you were just sort of following Kratos' story. Yeah, but this one branches yeah. off because you get not just this, Kratos, you get Atreus' story as well. This whole game feels like Atreus' story, and Kratos is along for the ride. Mm -hmm. It feels yeah. like a complete one eighty from the first game. Like when I watched like the whole the, the whole sequence of Tear and of all of them going through uh, Alfheim. Kratos barely says a word the entire time. There's, there's yeah. a reason why I uh, why I worded it earlier that it's Atreus's um, quest to end Ragnarok and then Kratos is long, whether he likes it or not. Um, yeah. That yeah. was very deliberately written, and I didn't know if you guys were at a part where it, where it, where it broke apart. Yeah, no, I'm kind of starting to piece together where the story is, is going based mm -hmm. on on character interactions and just like knowledge of events and everything you know, yeah. and just common sense of like how video games like to play with your emotions um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit right now Atreus yeah. gets even better okay. oh even... that's not a spoil that's just that's just excitement that's, there, there's so like, much that that's coming for him that you're just like uh, holy shit so, he's he's such a character that I've I've wanted to hate for two games now but I can't I no, love him yeah. right and he's um, so, so oh so good in like, this game because as soon as you said that, Brent, like it, it just because like I, I have the exact, I had the exact same thought. The first time I played as Atreus, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. This is actually really cool. I hope they let me do this more. Mm -hmm. And then the next time I got to play as Atreus, I'm like, oh my god, this is I, awesome. This is a different game, and yeah. I love mm -hmm. it. So I don't know, like I haven't, I haven't gotten far oh, enough to play Atreus, and I'm, I'm jealous of both. Hawk and Eric, because I know you guys have gotten to experience more of this already. Um, but I, I don't know what the plan for the future of this franchise is going in. I don't know. Um, I hope yeah. maybe there, there will be a little bit of a clue towards that at the end of the game or something. But if they were to tell me that we are going to forego Kratos as the God of War, because for whatever reason, and we're going full bore into an Atreus subsection of this game sort of thing, I would be so for it. Absolutely for it. Or if they were to say, there's going to be two different versions of this game now. There's a Kratos story and there's an Atreus story. I would I, buy both. Yep. I'll take <laughs> an I'll take an entire game of Atreus and 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 one hundred percent. Oh my god! Like oh, agree. But um, I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if this is a spoiler because it has been said publicly, but I don't know how much anyone knows this. But that this is the final one of the Norse mythology series. I think that's sort they, of implied in the I th name, No, right? I thought that they were... I <laughs> well, originally thought Ragnarok. they were doing three games, but now I've heard that they basically said that this is... No, this is... They were just doing the two. Well, this, With, without it's, spoiling it's, anything, um, as you progress in the story... I don't care about spoilers, personally. No, no, no. Like, but, I'm going to play the, the game and I can love the it, but yeah, obviously. Sake, for... um, it feels like the story is headed towards actual Ragnarok. Um, yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hawk, which is that's what I I hoped for. It's kind of what I expected and sort of yeah, hoped for. For sure, for sure. Um, was there anything that you wanted to add to any of the 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 gear, the weapons, the 
I, I didn't even yeah, mention the collectibles. Of, There's hundreds of collectibles in this game. And they just keep I on like giving it, you more I love more the Ravens. Things. I keep looking for Ravens everywhere. Ravens isn't even the, <laughs> the, the thing you need to... Yeah, no. The audio... The audio cues for the Ravens are perfect. Like, especially when you're playing in surround sound and you're just like... There's a I, raven behind me somewhere. Where I, is I it? never even thought of audio cues. I literally yeah. every new area I walk into, I immediately am looking around for the little green fuckers. You, ever, like, you can also look on the listen. map. The map says how much, um, how many ravens are in each area, yeah. which is yeah. good. I didn't but just listen. Li just listen for a raven anywhere that you are, and that you will find it. And it's eventually. not even as as like a, a random raven. It sounds like uh, silver hawks, like the yeah, yeah. Silver <laughs> and yeah um sorry hawk I, I i cut you off from the weapons and the collectibles and the upgrading and all of that yeah they really put a lot more like kind of attention into the various choices you put into your armor and the way you use your weapons and that you're never going to really get through the game in that if you're just relying on one single weapon or another in that mm -hmm. because you know enemies are taking advantage of that now and that yeah. they'll have like they'll take they'll be times when you encounter enemies with a frosted over health bar or a, a flamed over health bar or stone or the, one. the stone one i'm still not quite sure about that either I, we'll talk about um, that after <laughs> Okay, but yeah, you you have to switch up. Um, relic uh, attacks are way more important this time around. Yes. Um, and the fact that like it, it, you know, simple things like changing your axe handle open up worlds of possibilities. And I I I've accidentally if you saw a few videos on YouTube and that because like accidentally. apparently YouTube doesn't care about spoiling a game for or a movie for anybody now. Yeah, so I'll true. just say that. Um, but there are unlocks you can get that like are crazy. Uh, I, there's an axe handle you can get that unlocks a quick relic attack that basically has you pulling out a sword that drops poison pits around your enemies. What? Yes. <laughs> How have I not found this one yet? Oh, it's, it's probably a berserker handle too. It oh. might be, yeah. Oh, uh, man. oh God, uh, speaking of berserkers. We're not talking yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah, no. But speaking of that, um, the combat is... Uh, that In 2018's version of that, that was one of the big draws for me in that because I'm just kind of a sucker for that kind of an arcade style, like, you know, the combat game. type. Uh... Yeah, exactly, where you're kind of reliant on combos, dodges, parries, and that. I love the parry system in this game and that with that shield, you know. I always go for, yeah, for, like, you know, the lighter shield and that where you can do a double tap and, you know, break somebody's, like... Uh, whole stance yeah. i'd love it's, doing that against the fucking elves it's oh. fantastic <laughs> and it is just so much so much better in this game yeah. it is so it's fluid it's well integrated in that i'm like you know you're kicking yourself when you die each time and that but every time you come back and when you finally overcome something that's taking you a billion tries and that it, it almost feels effortless at that point there was a couple days ago where i was talking to hawk and Brittany, and i was like i had for the first time ever, I had to give up on a boss. I just had to walk away because I was like, I don't think I can handle it. And then I went back like much later, having changed my gear. And it was like a world of difference, a world, like <laughs> the, the relics and everything that I had tuned my, I really like fine tuning my, my builds now. Um, and I have a couple for different situations I feel. Um, mm -hmm. and it like, I still can't, for the life of me, get the Berserkers, but there are some bosses that I'm just like, you know what? I can do it. I can... I, 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 
I understand the attacks and the the dodges and the melees enough at you know 40 plus hours of the game that I'm like okay I know what kind of thing this is but even still at this level like at, at this point in the game there are still people and enemies and characters sure. that just show up and just super surprise you and then, yeah and then you're just into it and it's it's phenomenal I ran into a traveler last night. Well, uh, during a, one of the levels, uh, I don't know if you remember them, but they're very the very slow moving ones, and uh, they're big guys. You cannot stagger them, and when yep. you want a bit, when you want to like do a a, a shield parry in that, you really have to work on the timing because like yeah. they just like draw the sword back very ever so slowly, and that even exactly that <laughs> even that green marker is no indicator. No. You have to watch the way their arms swing in that to get the timing down right. They really. I, I remember coming into this game and I was like, how are they going to improve on 2018? Because it was probably one of my favorite games. And I, everything I thought about it was was just, it was the tits. And this game just was like, <laughs> way, like, it, they just they just brought their A game. Um, and it's phenomenal. Like, every single time I play the game, and, I, and this is why I played my PS5 more in this week than I have in the year. Um, it's just because this game has been amazing. Um that being said, this game is not without its bugs. Have you guys mm. encountered any thing yet? Yes. I, I encountered one of the worst bugs for me, and it was from a knock-in. Do you guys do you, have you guys encountered these characters yet? No, it was this, this, this is a character that Oh, I know the yeah, I know the one you mean. This is a character uh, that'll heal your enemies as you fight. Um so Oh yes, yes. I know I know it's So yeah. that I had an invincible one. There was nothing that was that I could do to kill this <laughs> enemy. And it was, it was the most frustrating because it blocked off an area to my next section of a map. So mm -hmm. I couldn't even move forward. In. And then I, f through some sort of, you know, accident, I knocked them off a cliff and I was just like, okay, so, <laughs> so <laughs> that works. Thank God that, that, that glitch got, you know, you know, I got around it. Uh, Marcus, what was your glitch that you saw or bug? I've I've had a few times where, uh, like, a character is, like, talking or doing something, but they're, like, floating, <laughs> like, floating off a cliff or something, and I'm just like, uh, what's happening? Also, like, you know, a mechanism is moving, or and, like, there's supposed to be a character or a, a, a creature there, and it's just not. <laughs> there's just nothing there, and I'm like... Nice. So, some fun uh, <laughs> just, graphical so GTA yeah, type uh, glitches. Yeah, just, just that kind of stuff. And I mean, while it is a little distracting and it definitely pulls you out for that moment, uh, I, I'm forgiving of it. I mean, there will be patches. Like, I know I just downloaded a patch recently. I'm sure there will be more fixes as time goes on and it'll be fine. But, Who knows? Maybe that knock-in um, issue is gone now after that patch. I, yeah. I got there very early. Brent, any um, bugs and things you've encountered? Yeah, I had one that drove me absolutely insane. Um, it was early in the game. It was in the mines. Uh, it was one of the mini bosses in the mines. Uh, the one where the, the like he shakes and he spits out those little like uh, leeches that go across yeah, the floor and everything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So every time, like when you kill him, uh, basically like Atreus is like, oh, you know, he's dead, but we still get the little guys. Got to kill the little guys. So I would go after them, and then I get to the last one, and the last one would clip through the wall. No, and then end up behind a gate. Where he wouldn't come back out, and you couldn't attack him. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't backtrack. You couldn't proceed. You could do nothing <coughs> except restart the from the, the last checkpoint. checkpoint. Oh, and then I went man. and I did it, and it happened three times in a row. 
And it seemed to be every time I fought, every time I killed the four of the, or the last little things of the bugs on one side of the map, they would clip through that spot every time. So then finally huh. I was like, let me kill them on the other side and see what happens. And it was, it, everything went fine. That's crazy. So that was annoying because I had to go back and fight the boss three times. Like, <laughs> yeah. A hawk, anything uh, on your 40 plus? Uh... Nothing in gameplay so much. I had a couple of fatal errors where the game just basically, I, I have the digital download. You are version. playing on PS4, is who? Yeah. And I think the rest of us are playing on PS5? Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. 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 So I had a few fatal errors where the game just quit on you. Um, other than that, the only thing I've noticed that is occasionally you'll get dialogue overlap. Where a character starts speaking before the other guy's line is finished, or I've, you know, I've seen a little bit of that too. Yeah, I never got that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I think this is a good um, bridge because I was gonna. We can talk about the graphics and and the gameplay on cross generational because this is one of the few games that they put on both the PS4 and the PS5s. They've started mostly moving on to the PS5. Um, I feel like I'm the only one here that got a hard copy. Nice. Yeah. I have. I have a steel case for a hard oh, copy yeah. but i don't have a hard copy <laughs> yeah. which i think is just stupid that's that so weird that is a weird it was thing a they weird were doing decision. that a lot uh recently i don't know why well i, I think you know Gotham if, I, if i'm shelling out like you know no offense but if i'm shelling out 300 bucks for a collector's edition give me the game and the digital copy yeah. like I, just let me let me have the option for or both. or just the game like Fuck the digital copy. Give me the game. Like, well, I like the digital. That's copy why you buy a tangible I, like, object is to have a tangible game. Like, but like having having a, a physical disc means that I it, like I have to make sure that I put it into the machine every time I want to play that game. This is one of those games where I want to turn it on and off, on and off anytime I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like you know, some of my older games, some of my other games, I don't mind popping in a disc. This is a game that I'm like uh, I might try do something else. I might you know pick up in my GTA games. I might pick up in a uh, Gran Turismo game. But then once I've done all that, I want to jump right back into my God of War without any hesitation and no stopping. So, so that's why you I like learn how to throw them from across the room. That's a good. That's mm, that's a good like, skill. Like, like your axe. Um, yeah. Did, uh, <gasps> it's uh, Hawk. I know you've you've seen footage from the PS5. Uh, this is mostly for your section. Did, have you noticed any graphical differences uh, between the PS5 and the the PS4 version? To be honest, nothing that I could see because I've watched video like uh, of PS5 footage captured in that, and to be I I'm really not seeing much of a difference. Um, you know, uh, you know, Santa this is just based on right. They're they're yeah. good at optimizing things, and uh, like I think about the the last cross generational game that really bugged me, and that was uh, from PS3 to PS4, and that was Destiny, um, because a lot of Destiny was held back because they were on the PS4. It was held back because they were still porting things to the PS3, and they were um, updating things for the PS3. But um, personally, I don't think that Ragnarok has suffered any by having it also be on the PS4. Uh, feels from the PS5 people? I feel like it it could have been could have been better well i, I feel I, like this is yet another thing where hawk i'm glad you got to play it i'm happy for you but again i'm I, i'm i'm ready for some ps5 exclusives now that's right i'm yeah. ready for us to start getting things that take full advantage of the hardware and the capabilities and i feel like they could have pushed this game further than they did i'm gonna i'm, I gonna, gotta... I'm gonna give you a fun little example about this exclusivity thing um because Gotham Knights is a game that is only on the current gen, so PS5, Xbox, Series X, or whatever, S, X, and PC. And that game 
does not look better or play better than God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, but that has that has nothing to do with the capabilities of the system or the dedica- but it, but that it, has to do with the dedication of the company that made it. That basically went, let's pump this out quick. That that game's been in development for a long time. This was not a review. Yeah, I think I think they rushed the release a little bit towards the end. I think they got tired of delaying it and they were like, just fucking put it out. Maybe. maybe. But um, Marcus, what but about this, you? You're, this, you're, oh, sorry. I think it could have been better. Could have been better. That's my all I have to say. Yeah. As someone who's later I, in the game, I it's hard to say that. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I I don't think like I like uh, there's nothing that bothers me. There's nothing here that I'm saying no. there going like oh it, it, like the game is suffering in quality for because it has a PS4 um, mm-hmm. counterpart. Um, the only thing that I could think of is like maybe if they went full bore into the PS5, we might get just slight nuances in like the, those beautiful cinematic scenes. Like there might be just a, a little bit more realism in the movement and that kind of stuff. Like maybe it would have, cause there are moments where I'm like, it still kind of looks like, like, you know, somebody would gesture to you, but instead of like a hand doing this, it's like, you know, like just, it, it, it's, there's those little small things that like, there's mm-hmm. lots of detail in this. Yeah. And it's specifically on Kratos and the core people in that realm, right? But if there were any cutscenes, like I would love to see some cutscenes involving some of these creatures that we actually see more detail instead of just seeing generic boss creature, generic yeah. boss creature. I would love to see those kind of details too, but they don't dedicate that kind of thing in cinematics unless it's a story point. I feel like if it was a PS5 exclusive, maybe we'd get a little bit more like that, but. I'm not complaining in any way. What they've done in this game is gorgeous, and it's there's no no problem. I, I will say um, there are those creatures, the big creatures, the cinematic creatures that you do end up fighting, also in cinematics later in the game. Um, there are so um, I'm going to use an example from God of War Three. The first fight when you're fighting on a Titan, and you remember how that that this was a game that was at the end of that system, so they utilized the PS3 pretty much to the top notch. There are sequences like that in this game that I I don't want to ruin, but there are cinematic yeah. parts that are just I don't I, I, I I've never seen anything like it on on this on the system. Like it's for just, me I feel it's like for me it's 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 less a gripe against this game mm-hmm. as it is we're two years into the PS5. Yeah. And I have yet to feel like I've played a real PS5 game yet. Mm-hmm. I still don't yeah. feel like I've played one. I still don't feel like I've played one that is encompassing all of the capabilities that the system has to offer. I feel like we're still getting shorted. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think a lot of it is because we're focusing still on past generations. And I think it's time they start making some titles that are like, okay, let's kick this into gear and let's make what we what Let's do the mm-hmm. best we can. Honestly, uh, in, in each generation is usually three year three or four when it's just yeah. they, they get rid of the, the last generation. So we will be seeing that next year. And I think when we get um, Suicide Squad, like that's going to be our first real generational game that we that I can think of that's going to be released. I, uh, I don't even know if it's that one to me, like the that's one the, that the I'm most excited to think of. To me, the one I'm most excited for next year that I think is really going to push it into the next generation is uh, is Wukong. I don't even know. What I think is. Black Myth. I think Wukong Black Myth is going to be that's going to be the game. Like from everything I've seen thus far, that's going to be the game that goes. Holy shit! This is what the PS5 can do. That's fair. It's it's in a first party game. Yeah, uh, I believe so. We'll see. No, what the- I- 
I've been following that. I don't know who. I can't remember exactly who the developer is. Um, well, fine. We'll it's 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 neither here nor there. Um, yeah. We have Wolverine coming out next year. I think that's exclusive for um, PS5. If we get that next year, I think Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two is aiming for next year, next and year Wolverine well. will probably. I think Wolverine, Wolverine they said won't be, be at least until at least twenty twenty four. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Um, Forspoken yeah. is also a exclusive PS five game that's coming out next month. Not next month. Uh, Which I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for Forspoken, but uh, I it doesn't feel, or at least from the video shots I've seen them and everything, it doesn't look like it's at the level that Brent is kind of envisioning yet. Like, That's fair. It still feels like it's, it still feels early generational. It feels mm-hmm. like it's going to be good, but early generational. Yeah. Yeah. I want a game, like, honestly, it's, I want a game that blew me away like Astro's Playroom did. That was like that's the only <laughs> no, game for PS5 thus far that really made me go, "Holy shit, this is what this they can do!" Like this is incredible. No other game has made me feel that way since. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Astro had a phenomenal graphics, video, Dual Sense controls. Yeah. Um, yeah. This game also has very good Dual Sense, but not to the extent of Astro. Um, let's move on. Um, so this game. One of the most cinematic games. If you think of cinematic games on, in, in Sony PlayStation, you think of Last of Us, you think of Uncharted, you think of God of War. And you can't really have a cinematic game without a cinematic score. And this game brought back Bear McCreary of Battlestar Galactica fame, Outlander, and mm. the recent Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Um, what did you think of the movie? The score, not the movie, <laughs> the score of the game. Um which expands off the 2018 score and all the music throughout the game. It, first. Just, yeah. It's it's fucking epic and beautiful. The music is incredible. Um, the, 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 everything like you, the music that follows as you enter a new area, as you just kind of see something new, as soon as something new happens, you're treated with this barrage of sound and this gorgeous, like orca- orchestral blowout of some sort or but it all feels really like it's not just Hans Zimmerman shouting shit at you for no reason it's it all feels very purposeful and really like tasteful to the moment that you're in so it's awesome Brent it every area that you walk into the music feels like it's being conducted with instruments that you think would belong to that area like you look at a at a at Alfheim and you're like, all I'm picturing in my head in Alfheim is like pan flutes and like that kind of like woodwind instruments and everything, and just the way that like it's just so open and airy and that and that's the kind of music you're getting when you're there. So it's not just that it's like a beautiful score that he's developed, but it's like he's found a way to make it unique to each area mm-hmm. in a way that like really fits with the visuals. And I mean, goddamn that Thor fight, the music through that whole thing. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Each of the boss fights, the music has been phenomenal. Um, Brent, or not Brent, uh, Hawk. Brent <laughs> it, it, it's exactly what you you expect from Bear McCreary in that, and it's you know it's exactly what you want from Brett, Bear McCreary in that mm-hmm. that kind of score. And that it's as as Brent said, it's beautiful. It's so appropriate to each section that you're going through, and that it feels, you know, very acoustic and real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, 
there there are times when I I'm I find myself like going throughout my day and I'm just humming the theme song from the yeah. opening menus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's gorgeous yeah. and it's beautiful. And there there are times when the music interacts with characters and you're like, how are they doing this magic? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it's it, it's phenomenal. We talked about the sound design, but the music and the integrated with the sound design, integrated with the graphics and everything that's happening on screen. Like Santa Monica Studios, man, you guys, you did phenomenal. Doing, doing some good stuff. Um, I think we've touched upon pretty much everything in in this in this non spoiler version of this of this review. Are there any final thoughts you want to talk about this game, uh, Marcus? Before we give a, a a number score. Um. So to step away from the actual game for a second and just talk about like the. So I purchased the uh, the collector's edition. Yep. And I, again, this this made it worth every penny this was this is the coolest (laughs) what's what's the weight on it like what's the heft on it it's it's got a good like it's not heavy but it's got a a, like a fun it it feels like if i was thor this is what it feels like to him (laughs) and i i think it's that's the best way i can say it because like it has some like some solidness to it but like what you would look at this and think if that was stone or, or metal or anything, like you'd be like, Holy crap. But like the idea that it's, 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 um, you know, but it has that weight. It's, it's fantastic. Also like uh, you can't really see, but like it's real, like fabric oh, leather, man. it's fake leather, but it's actually like fabric leather wrapping. This is a separate piece. This gold stuff. This is all a separate piece. You can see the detail and like the whole in between and stuff like that. The detail of like the, of like the, the work in between and everything like this is one of the best looking things I've seen come out of one of these kind of video game things in a mm-hmm. long time. Wow! So this already made it worth it. But then there was the, like, I love these, the, the Freya and Freya, um, oh, like the... would, Oh, they're you know, okay. Like they're a little funeral, I love funeral thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I missed out on the Kratos and Atreus ones from the, from the original. Cause I didn't get the collector's edition of those. And, like the it's just so nice um and then the because they know a bunch of D nerds are are yeah. you know playing yes. these games uh, the nice. dice bag and like these they look like carved oh. wood, like dice <laughs> these are just absolutely like you can't see it in this but like the, it has the striation of is like it actually wood? wood grain it no no it's it's definitely like a cast resin or something okay. but like the the actual pieces have that like, like striation through the camera like it's crazy it, it feels it, they feel so good and like are they it's weighted just janky they're they're a good weight like it doesn't feel like as a D nerd I, I, I'm like, yeah yeah guess who's guess who's invited to dead ice now <laughs> <laughs> um but like i looking at the uh the yachtner edition or whatever where they like uh, they have the dice bag as well but the dice look like they're stone or like metal or something like that mm. that kind of thing i actually much prefer the wooden mm. like kind of earth like kind of based ones and like i just love what i got like it's just it's small it's not that much but it's just really cool yeah uh any final thoughts on the game in general the game um i just i'm so excited to see where this goes like this is the story i've been waiting for this feels like a great combination of the years of playing god of war i (laughs) really hope that this doesn't end the franchise of god of war completely i hope they kind of do something different 
um, like no, redevelop yeah, no it in some way. Um, and I really hope, like I, you know, if I, like I said, I would love it if they branched two separate versions and we fell like we did an Atreus follow up or like an entire new series of Atreus games, and then just give us a Kratos callback once in a while or something would be cool. Uh, but who knows? I don't know what they have planned. I don't know what's going on with them, but it, I just think it would be really amazing and really blown away by mm-hmm. how instantly emotional I am when, when playing this game. I absolutely cried when Fenrir died oh, yep. at the beginning of this game. Yeah. That we was watched so Brit- mean watching that's not, that's not a spoiler. We people, watched don't worry, Brit- it's not a spoiler. It's like yeah. it's right off the bat. It's one of the first things that happens I, in this game. Yeah. I was um, warned I was going to cry within the first 10 minutes yeah. of the game and then I was yeah. like and I tried not to but no. no. <laughs> it, 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 it instantly was just so good and it instantly set me into this world and it pulled me into the shoes of Atreus, quite frankly, yeah. like instantly, I was like, "Okay, Atreus, we're I'm here for you, man. Like, let's let's figure this out together, buddy." And I love it. Um, every time something happens, every time some kind of resolution or like there's a father son moment or any of those kind of things, like I'm instantly locked in, and I'm like, I find myself like leaning in and just my eyes watering, like, "Okay, yeah." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, I got. It. I have to use a controller, right? right. <laughs> you know, like I get into those moments, so kudos to santa monica for doing that like this this is an amazing piece of work i hope that you will step up the next time you decide to do your next game i'm sure there's something already in development oh yeah no doubt but i really like i really can't wait to see what comes next like you know like eric i think we've talked about it there's certain companies that we just you you expect and you know that they're going to bring something to you naughty dog always gives us something good the santa monica is now just like I can't wait to see what you give us next. I can't wait. This is great. Yeah, Brent. Yeah, God of War twenty twenty four. He's in there. God of War twenty thirty. He's now fighting all the religious figureheads. I, I yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, any final thoughts on the game? Um, two two quick side thoughts. First, if I had that Mjolnir, I would be finding a way to cut it open and filling it with like thirty earth magnets and dropping it onto a metal floor. Um. I could just do a cast of it and make multiples of these, but I'm not uh, going to. It's just too perfect. Secondly, as sad as we all are about Fenrir, uh, fuck Kratos and Atreus, because when they took off, they left the other two dogs behind uh, being unfed. They can. Nobody cares about the other two dogs. They're wolves. They can hunt for themselves. Go out to hunt. They were living in barrels. They were left to die. Um, I, I... It's hard to it, honestly. It's hard for me to comment too much on on how I feel about the game because I really, before playing it yesterday, was going coming in today uh, with a much much more negative opinion of the game. And as I keep playing it, and as it keeps evolving as I go, it's it's quelling the concerns that I had, and it's erasing the negativity that I had towards it. Even just today, even just playing an hour today, uh, is already like. One of the things I had an issue with the game was like I felt like the puzzles in the game. I was like, we're just repeating the puzzles from the first game. We're not doing any. And then I get to Alfheim, and it's like, oh, finally, we've got some new mechanics that we can work into the puzzling. So I'm like, never mind. I don't have that issue anymore. So I, Lord knows how I'm going to feel after I hit 30 or 40 hours into this game. But like my my love for it is is growing exponentially as I play it. Um, I really, I really was on the fence with it early on. I really was like, I, I don't know if I can really say that this is a great game, but now I'm starting to go, okay, I get it. I get it. Like it's, 
it's a slow burn. It's not meant to hit you out of the gate right away. It's meant for you to really get lost and involved in it. So you mean it's Andor in God of War? <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Hawk. This, we all expected this to be some sort of a DLC back in 2018 after it was, you know, the ending was teased, you know, with, with Thor showing up. Yep. And to be honest, I am so glad. I am so surprised they were able to pull off a game of this magnitude in four years, really. They were developing it before then, I assume. Yeah, I, I they must have been in that because like the actual story that the, that we're watching unfold in that, it... it just mind blowing on that. It's better than most of the movies I've actually seen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game, it, 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 it's going to be down to this and Elden Rings as far as what is actually game of the year for me at this point. I because... think it's. I think that's how it is for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I know my choice. I've I've made my choice. Yeah, that's okay. fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait till you get to hour twenty twenty five, and we'll see if that changes. It's 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 a God of War review today. Thank you, Sony, for providing the copy. So I'm not going to sit here and gush over Elden Ring in this review. We'll, I'll do that. Both are date. phenomenal <laughs> games. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else, Huck? Or is... uh, I think that's about it. I mean, like I I am so glad to be playing this. This is what yeah. I'm looking forward to every time I'm sitting down now. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Like I hadn't turned on my PS5 in months. It has to be months. Right, Hawk? Like, I don't mm-hmm. remember the last time you saw me turn on my PC. And my friend Julian last week was like, I've never seen you been on your PS5 as much as you have since God of War came out. And it's it's rightfully so. This game is enthralling. It's cinematic. It's atmospheric. These are all buzzwords, but they all earn merit for this game because there is nothing like this right now that, that is that compelling on the system for me like i loved horizon uh this year but i i love elden ring but there there's something about this story these characters interweaving all of these puzzles this action this 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 mythology without making it without you know making it sort of a blasphemy. It's sort of them setting their own Norse tale, right? Like this is their own Mm -hmm. myth set in that would fit perfectly within actual North Norse mythology, which I think is phenomenal just on a writing standpoint. Sorry, Hawk. Just one more thing to point out is like, I am so glad they've just, they didn't pursue a, like a, a type of dialogue that you know they think they think might be more befit like the game and the mm-hmm. setting and that, and they just keep the dialogue very grounded and very graphic, you it, know, which I love. It feels real, like yeah. Um, the the I think that that has to deal with the performances. Yeah, the actors, even in its own right, like even just the little incidental dialogue when you're like rowing a boat or when you're just walking yes. in the field oh. going to the next thing everything feels like it should be there. Like Mimir uh, having a chat with Atreus as he's like hanging off of Kratos's butt. Like yep. these little moments are what makes this game special for me is because it feels like they are this family going on this epic adventure, even though they don't want to necessarily it's, it's them being thrown to the wills of destiny. And there Just are, even. <laughs> yeah, there, there are, 
I, there are I, moments I want, that I'm just so excited for you to to get into. Like, I, I can't honestly. There, I can't wait. There are just, things in this game that I did not expect to see or do, and it's like this is a complete work of art for me. This is top to bottom, probably one of my favorite experiences right now. Um, I I at story wise where I am in the game, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a very important point in the God of War franchise. I, I feel like this is feels like a conclusion, but it's also going to open up this realm of limitless possibilities. Like, I Hawk, I don't know if you, you can feel that same way. Like, there, there are things you know that are going to be ending soon. But yeah. you know that there's all these other things that they've introduced this game that you're like, well, you can go there and there and there and imagine what yeah. can happen here. And that's what Santa Monica did. Like, everyone on this team made it so that you're happy that you're going on this adventure. It might be a final one. We don't know because we're not done it, yeah. but I'm excited to be on the journey. And yeah, I, 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 I'm speechless at times for this game. Like this is, this is perfect for me. Let's, let's, let's rate this. Let's rate this from one to 10. What do you give this Marcus? Um, at this point in your uh, game, what do you think this game deserves? At this point, I'm I'm honestly at a, like a nine point five, maybe even a nine point eight. I don't know. Like I can't give it a perfect score because it's it's not a hundred percent perfect. But like this, for for again for me, the mythology is all there. I'm I'm so into this style of gameplay and mm. this style of storytelling and this style of mythos that I can't be upset by anything i love all of it and they've given me the right flex with all the characters like what was missing from the first game with like i didn't really enjoy the atreus coming in and doing as much as he did this time i'm so there for atreus and i love everything that they've done with him i love all the other secondary characters that they've introduced like there's i am loving everything so far so yeah i'm I'm right around the 9.5 to 9.8 nice brent at this point in your gameplay, uh, at this point in my gameplay, and this is again, ask me again when we, we do a, like a year end list uh, episode. Uh, I'm I would say I'm at an eight right now. Yeah. Um, I still feel like there's a lot of improvement that can be done to the game, but from what I'm hearing from you guys, it's like just sit tight, asshole. It's coming. <laughs> um, so, but at this point, I'm like I I can't give it a higher score because I just really do feel like it's it hasn't hit that point in the game yet for me. So, but I do see it coming. But so for right now, I would say it's an eight. Hawk. So far, I'm thinking this is a 10 for me. Like everything that was so happy. (laughs) There was everything that was so good about God of War in 2018. And that is just been, you know, refined and made Mm -hmm. better in that. As I said, like just on the armor and like the relic systems and, uh, you know, and upgrading your tools and everything alone is a way bit, way more of an improvement over like the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, You mentioned about how much, you know, maybe some people might have found Atreus a little annoying in the last game and that more just a buddy and that I never really used him a lot in combat. He is invaluable in combat in Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 again, like playing as him, like along the way. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I, you know, I can see where this franchise could be going. Exactly. You know, if, yeah. 
Yeah. So so far, ten out of ten. Who yeah. knows? That might change at the you know after I finish it and that. But <laughs> so far, no. Yeah, ten out of ten. I'm I'm gonna agree with Hawk. This is a ten out of ten for me. Um, this game for me is a masterpiece. It is it is Empire Strikes Back to 2018's A New Hope. Um, it does everything that a sequel and this is directly a sequel, should do. It takes what came before, and that includes the previous games, all the franchise, um, the, the Arrow 1 games, and it it respects that, all the stuff that came before, because Kratos doesn't feel wrong, and his relationship with Atreus feels real. But they go in so many places in this game, and they're not afraid to take it into, you know, fraught relationships, um you know family dynamics especially between these two like you don't expect a game to be about a father and son to be this emotional especially in a video game an action adventure game but they really do they take you everywhere the the range of emotions you go through in this game is phenomenal um each department in this game just hands down they they're they're some of the best i don't i can't think of a ps5 game that that i that is this good for me personally yep yeah. Um yeah, so that's cool. We got a nine point five, a eight, or was it eight point five? A camera was eight, eight, right? Eight, eight. a ten and eight. a ten. It'll um, go up. I look forward to what, what you guys think of when you get further in the game because I'm so excited for some of the stuff that you guys get to meet and, and some of the characters that you get to see coming up are so yeah. awesome. You I you I, I, I have about three hours total of work this entire week so you're gonna worry i know what i'm doing <laughs> there's a one of my my favorite character you guys haven't even met yet in this game my favorite character <laughs> um is it the squirrel i've met the squirrel okay then you've met my favorite character oh yeah i love <laughs> the, the, the better squirrel the squirrel and there's also another person that's very good but we'll talk about them later anyway so thank you guys for, for coming on talking about God of War thank everyone out there who's listening to this or watching us online um, thank you guys for coming to our review and especially thank you Sony for sending us a review copy we really appreciate um, you guys uh, you know sending us love and getting us to play the game early and so that we can do things like this and tell the people what we think about it anyway for all the guys here for, for Hawk for Brent for Marcus I'm Eric this is Geeks with Kids we'll see you later goodbye well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like it here, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.